Hi, are you feeling a bit low, a bit sad, like you need a warm hug? Come over to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast for all your mental health needs and more. We never shun anyone away. We don't judge. We vent. We heal. We hug. So if your ears need a good hugging, then come on over to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast. That's at S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod on all socials. Linktree is linktr.ee forward slash pod as well. Come listen to us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more. Come on over, we always need an extra hug. Listener discretion is advised. This is not for the faint of heart. We deal with all topics, so just be aware. But come on over. You're always welcome. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, we're going to get in on this. <clears throat> me, 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 me. If I'm going to sing this, we're going to do this. <laughs> Ryan's going to leave. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rewatch Recap, Gleeks. I'm Dustin, and with me for this Glee Cap is Kara, and maybe sometimes Ryan from Drunk Theory. Hello! Yay! 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 <laughs> I wish there was like four of me, so it would at least sound like group. But, uh, <laughs> if you want to hear the riveting conversation we just had, be sure to subscribe to the Patreon for only three bucks. There's hey, a, this one's worth it, too, I think. Yeah, we, we learned some things here, and we, we had a little fun with that. Um, there's a ton of back catalog episodes as well, so it's totally worth the price of three bucks. I mean, it's not very much at all. Details in the show notes. Go look for it there. But uh, yeah, so now that um, let's talk about our favorite musical numbers from this episode, not the performances, not based on the performances, but based on like something you would totally pull this up on Spotify or iTunes and <clears> listen <throat> to it, you know, just because you like the song, you know, or how they did the song, you know, um, for me. My favorite one is Rumor Has It slash Someone Like You. Mine too. I actually listen to it damn near every day. It's on my playlist. I play it all the time. It's that Rumor Has It beat. You know what I mean? It's got that boom, 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 boom. You know, you're like, yeah, it kind of gets you pumped at the same time. But then at the same time, it's not like one of those songs. It's a pumped up song. It's kind of an emotional song. Oh, I Especially the way they do it. In my car, though, I'll be like. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like an emotional song, but it gets you pumped up. It's like completely yeah. opposite of itself in a way. It's really cool that way, and I really like it. Um, my second one would be um, I can't go. Not, I can't go for that. It would be hit me with your best shot, uh, one way or another, when they do dodgeball. So that that song, I really love that as far as like listening to it. 
it's fun to sing, you know, and if you had like somebody in the car to do the, the, the new directions part and you did that, you know, that'd be fun. So I like the song too. And, you know, I know you said not counting the show. So yes, I like that song. When I saw it again, you know, it's been a while since I've watched Glee. When I saw mm-hmm. them performing it in this one, I fucking hated it. I was like, <laughs> it needs to be over. Like, we'll get into it, but yeah, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, so this episode is Mash Off. It's episode six of season three. And I picked this one this week, mainly because I love mashups. And this was my favorite of the mashup episodes of all of them, I think. It's my favorite of all of them. I also think that it has an important storyline, especially for Santana. Um, it's a major storyline. It happens in this episode, or it starts, really comes to light for her. And it, we love some Naya Rivera, you know, RIP. And she did a great job with Santana and this storyline. I loved it. So are we ready to get the glee capping? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Previously on Glee. <laughs> you love my voice, don't you? I, I do. That. I love that. Too, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. Previously on Glee. Quinn is scheming to get her baby back from Shelby Corcoran, Rachel's biological mother, and Puck, who is supposed to be helping Quinn get the baby, is starting to develop feelings for Shelby now. I swear, the show. I, I forgot some of these ridiculous episodes. Santana and Brittany have been in an on-again, off-again, not-so-secret relationship ever since the show started. Talentless Sugar Mata has started The Trouble Tones, run by Shelby, and now stars Mercedes, Santana, and Brittany. Sue and Bert Hummel are running against each other for a congressional seat. Rachel, Kurt, and Brittany are all running for senior class president. And apparently the tension and animosity between Glee Club members has been building all season. And that's what you missed on Glee! You're going to join me for that one, Tom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if I was allowed or not. You are. You're totally allowed. Do it. (laughs) Okay. So... In the teaser, Puck's standing at his locker and he's saying, like, the Lion King Puck Fossa has been caged. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I just want to punch him so bad. As he watches Shelby arrive at school for the day. So this whole thing, I forgot all about this storyline. And I went, I was like, oh, shit. Like, really? We're doing this again? So she's walking down the hall and they're walking really slow by him. And he's like following her down the hall and staring at her ass the whole time while trying to convince himself he's with he's like in love with her i'm like okay kid chill out <laughs> the thing is puck never looked like a high schooler. <laughs> he, did, he, he looks all- like he's about 40 and what is <laughs> up with that fucking mohawk jesus christ every time it's, it's like coming a, from the back i was like what the hell is that <laughs> i know it's like a damn um a mullet mohawk it's like a, oh my a God, mullet hawk. it's just so bad it's bad <laughs> It's really bad. It really, I'm like, dude, get, trim it or something. You know, do style it. I don't care. Just do something. Wash with it. it, maybe. <laughs> it did. It looks gross. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So he runs down the hall, like to the other hall to get ahead of her. And it's pretty classic. But how did they meet back up? I don't understand the logistics of their hallways because he literally ran down the hall and turned one corner and somehow got ahead of her, walking the opposite direction. Like, she was walking this way. He walked the hallway this way and turned one corner, and suddenly she's back here behind him. I, what? <laughs> so screwed up. Watch it. You'll see what we're talking about. So, yeah. Um, 
so he talks about how much he loves fourth period since Shelby's been substituting. And then we get the whole fucking hot for teacher dream sequence. Fucking awful. A lot of the Dina Menzel <laughs> ass shots. A lot. I almost, I almost called her Adele Dazeem at some point, but I didn't. I think that's so funny. That still makes me laugh. Adele Dazeem. What? <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Anyway. So it transitions into the Glee like club room, whatever. And Blaine and Mike Chang are doing like, they're still singing hot for teacher. And they're doing like this mic stand sword fight and a lot of phallic dances and like grabbing their crotches and moving around. And what the hell Blaine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it seemed like more gratuitous coming from Blaine than it did Mike. I don't know what it was. Like it was like Blaine had like the red pants and it was like, he's really cupping his dick and balls. Like just, Hey, look at this. Ooh, swirling the hips. And I'm like, no, Darren, Chris, stop. So the song ends and Killjoy Rachel says the song was inappropriate. And Mr. Shu asks what pucks when intent was behind it. And puck says, uh, uh, and he looks over and he sees Shelby out in the hallway and he's staring at her and he's like, Oh, uh, I'm just a really big Van Halen fan. Oh, I fucking hate puck. And I, I, and you know what? I had reason to, when we found out about Mark Salling and his damn child pornography. So yeah, it's still, you know, at least that didn't really sully the character for me. Cause I didn't like him in the, anyway, you know, sometimes like, he was okay, but most of the time I didn't like him. <laughs> we come back with a smear campaign ad from one Miss Sh- Sue Sylvester. Okay, I'm going to say what she says here. <laughs> Here's a quote from her. Bert Hummel. He's running for Congress. Last year, he had a heart attack. He might have had a heart transplant, and he might have gotten it from a baboon. Baboons are dangerous killers who throw their own feces when they're not tearing off people's faces or admiring their own weird butts. Congress is bad enough. If Bert Hummel thinks... <laughs> If Burt Hummel thinks what Washington needs is more baboon parts, then he needs a brain transplant. Watch out, baboons. Burt Hummel and his baboon heart. Wrong on the issues, wrong for Ohio. I'm Sue Sylvester, and I have a human heart, and I approve this message. (laughs) (laughs) She's fucking great, man. All the while, like, nothing but baboons are on the screen, and, like, cross-eyed Burt Hummel. (laughs) Just like, like, (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, Sue. I forgot like how much I, I missed out on how much I love Sue. She was consistently re- ridiculous throughout the entire show. Yep. You know, after everybody was always like, oh, the character development's not consistent. I'm like, Sue has been consistent in her inconsistencies. Like, <laughs> it's just always like love, resets for her. I would love to meet her because she is that way in everything she's ever been in. I know so oh, Jane I Lynch. Like that's yeah, that's just who she is. And I, I know, and she's—I mean, she's calmer. Her. Obviously, she's not crazy. I know she's not crazy, but she's just de- the the delivery. It's just so dry and so like on the nose, like with contempt, you know. And have you seen her on The Weakest Link? Because she hosts is- The Weakest Link now. Oh no, I don't watch game shows anymore. But well, you should watch it with her. She's really good. She makes <laughs> little jokes throughout, you know, and like puts people down. There's a little bit of Sue in there, you know. So if you wanted to get back to that, anyway. So yeah, so this ad campaign. She was, I'm Sue Sylvester. I have a human heart, and I approved this message. And so Will turns off the TV, and he's all mad. And he's like complaining to Emma. She's getting away with it. She's lying, and it's not fair. And I love how Emma's wearing this like little paint kitschy nightgown it's really she always wore that old-fashioned shit and i loved it 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's all mad. And Emma's like, no, we shouldn't play dirty because it's not really winning. And some BS like that. And the next day, Kurt goes to complain to Sue, like, hey, you're spreading all these lies about my dad and my his non-existent baboon heart. <laughs> 20% of the voters believe that he has a baboon heart. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, Porcelain. It's nothing uh, like per- personal. And I forgot all about his nickname being Porcelain. And then, like, I remember when she gave it, she was like, all right, I'm going to give you a new nickname. I'm going to let you choose it. it it's going to be either Porcelain, Gethlin, or Tickle Me Dough Face. <laughs> and he goes, I guess Porcelain. She's like, oh, I was really hoping for Tickle Me Dough Face. <laughs> so fucking weird oh i love her she's so great so yeah she tells him playing dirty is just part of politics and then tells him his squeaky clean campaign for class president is going to cost him the election as we flash to Brittany handing out balloons while promising robot teachers and saying rachel is still on myspace and unfit to lead <laughs> that shit was hilarious i was even for that time and he was like nobody's on myspace not even rachel <laughs> But it looks funny. Uh, Carrie has a MySpace, FYI. Oh, really? That's awesome. But the <laughs> yeah. thing was, in the very first episode, she had a MySpace. And people were writing all these rude comments on it. <laughs> she did. And this is only season, like, three. So she had a MySpace. It was not gone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Sue makes Kurt sit down and tells him she's winning because she stands for something. She hates the arts and a bunch of other stuff. She tells him to find a cause and start flinging poo because winning is about poo flinging. He refuses, and she says, good luck, son of Bert Bamboom Heart Hummel. It's not personal. (laughs) Then we go over to Shelby stopping Will at his table at the teacher's lounge to confirm that she didn't poach Mercedes, Santana, or Brittany for the trouble tones. And Will's like, no, I know. I'm I'm to blame. And Shelby's like, no, they're girls. They just want some spotlight because they're in the senior year. And they talk about, you know, getting their letters for sectionals and who they're up against and one like, they're up against each other, which is wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. But and they're also against a group called the Unitards. Yeah. <laughs> Considering all the previous people they've ever been up against, I can only imagine what this is supposed to mean. But <laughs> anyway. So Will mentions that they usually do mashups this time of year. And then he and Shelby start cooking up an idea. Cut to the auditorium and both of the Glee clubs are arriving since their leaders told them to meet them there. And Sanitana's like, nope, we ain't combining back into one Glee club for sectionals. It ain't going to happen. And then tells Santana, there's no need to be mean. And Santana calls him soft serve. And... (laughs) I'm sorry, he is mean and tells the others to get a moist towel to keep Finn moist because they need to roll him back into the sea. She then turns to Rachel and says that her mustache is thicker than a Middle Eastern dictator's. <laughs> I forgot how freaking vicious she could be. It was just so yeah. funny. And that's when Will and Shelby come in with their corny performance of Lady Gaga's You and I mashed up with You and I by Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale, which okay. hated it. Hated it. It is a very, it's very corny, and you're like, okay, stop, stop with this after school special shit. (laughs) So everybody kind of, ah, yay, applauds, and Mercedes is like, we're not combining Glee clubs, Mister Shoe, and Will and Shelby tell them, no, 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 we're gonna get you into into the competitive spirit and decide to have the first annual mash off. I'm like, is this really the first annual? Because you've been doing mash offs every season. 
what I thought too, but I guess it's the first time they've actually competed against a another whole other glee club. I guess. But then they don't do it again. So it's like the one time, not the yeah. anyway. <laughs> in this one time we're gonna do this. <laughs> anyway. So life um excuse me, later after class, Puck brings Shelby a mini pumpkin because they were out of apples in the cafeteria. So they had pumpkins? Yeah, that's fucking weird as hell. It's Ohio, though. The inedible pumpkins? Anyway. He proceeds to tell her he wants her. And he's 18. And he's been with a lot of older women. And I'm like, that just makes you gross. Like, (laughs) you're getting all these kind of 1970s STDs. (laughs) Just carrying them around. Just baking in you. And they got, like, disco balls. And, the you know, your damn germ. You know, damn froze on your germ. <laughs> froze on your germs. You know, I'm just like picturing like microscopic germs and like froze. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. So yeah, she's like, uh, our kiss was a mistake. And he tells her it was, it meant something to me. And now I'm in love with you. And then he brings out a list of reasons why they should be together. She's hot. He's hot. And Beth needs a dad. So why not her actual dad? I'm like, Oh, this is then sign me up. Like, <laughs> Whatever. He then gets closer to her and says he knows what she feels something. And she walks away and says, I could lose my job. Notice she didn't say she didn't want to do it. Yeah. All she said was, I could lose my job. That tells you something. You're like, girl, you need to get out of this school. You are a sexual predator. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get out. But he's persistent and says it's going to happen. And he leaves her alone in the classroom and she's like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, I've got a lady boner, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) I don't know why. Like I would have been like, fix your Mohawk. Then we can talk, but (laughs) yeah. Wash your fucking skull. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your skull. (laughs) So after the commercial break, Mr. Shu starts asking for mashup suggestions and everyone starts suggesting things like the clash and the spice girls and the Jonas brothers. (laughs) And Finn's like, no, all those bands broke up. And I'm like, oh, if only he, uh, it sounds bad when I say it. If only he could have jumped forward to see the Jonas Brothers get back together. <laughs> I know. But I wish they had done a Jonas Brothers. They should have. You know, if they ever do this show again, they'll they'll do it. You know, they will. So Will says he agrees with Finn that the music is where it, and where it came from matters in order to form unity in the group or some other bullshit. And... Finn suggests that they do Holland Oats, mostly because of Oats's banging mustache. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> hate mustaches. And I remember like on Will and Grace, like there was an episode where Karen like hires Holland Oats to like play at a party or something. And they're like, no, we're Oats and Hall now. Every 10 years we flip it. That's <laughs> 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 in our contract. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway. So Finn walks over to what looks like Blaine and says that they should give the solo to the new guy, but he means Irish exchange student Rory, <laughs> AKA Glee project winner, Damian McGinnis. Did you ever watch the Glee project? Um, I did. I don't think I finished it. Like, like I, I watched remember- both seasons. Oh really? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> because I was thinking that Isis, I thought that's where she came from. Oh, no. Yeah. No, they just hired her on purpose. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm kind of mad Glee Project is not available to like stream or download anywhere. Like, well, I know Ryan's like, I'll get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for his head to pop into frame. <laughs> I'm on it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not asking. Just saying. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. He's not talking to Blaine. He's talking to Rory. The new guy should do this. And Blaine's like, oh. And he looks disappointed, but then he turns and smiles and says they'll help Rory succeed because Blaine is a pushover who wants to show that he's a good sport. Cut to the hallway, and Quinn is freaking out about getting as close to Shelby as she can. She tells Puck to be extra nice to Shelby so they can get closer to Beth because Quinn wants that baby back. And also because Quinn's a sociopath. Yeah, she's a gross-ass bitch, man. She's really, she's messed up. Like, she was okay in season one, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. No, and she was always fucking awful. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, as far as, like, her, you saw her as awful, but then it's like she, like you, like I said, she went gross. She somehow about her turn gross as it went yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah, um, so she later goes to Shelby and says that she wants to join the Trouble Tones, and Shelby's like, I'll have to think about that. <clears throat> I'm like, ooh. Get to the burn ward, Miss Fabray. <laughs> anyway, later on, Rory's talking to Finn about the Glee Club and the morale, and Finn complains about how Santana is always putting him down, and he wishes he could get her back. They're in the hallway, and that's when Santana passes by and calls him an orca, excuse me, orca, or whatever, and he tells her that she looks like an assless J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I, you know what I mean? Like, I you look like an assless J-Lo. And she's like, oh, is that the you know best you've got? And Rory's like, you're skinnier than the crops growing on your family's farm. <laughs> I thought that was good. You know, That's hilarious. I thought that was good. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, your, your insults are lame, and you'll never be able to get me. And Finn decides that they need to settle their beef another way. And he and Santana agree to bring their clubs to the gym after school for a round of dodgeball. I know. And what's funny was this season was the, like the season that, so the first season you had the L for the loser on the forehead for the posters. The second season was when they had, um, they were tossing the slushies at the audience or yeah. at the poster. Third season, they're dodging dodgeballs. So I'm like, so this is episode six of season three. So you are doing this based off this episode, maybe? <laughs> Or they had to, or they decided to throw dodgeballs into an episode because of the ad campaign that came up earlier. That's probably what it was. <laughs> we need to put something in here. I guess dodgeball. It makes sense. We've already talked about dodgeball. <laughs> it just felt weird. I don't know. Just dodgeball. What? All right. So they're going to do dodgeball. And in the auditorium, Rachel finds Shelby to um, get her to sign a pre-written letter of recommendation to New York Academy for Dramatic Arts, aka Niada. And Shelby signs it without reading it, and I'm like. Do you think, I mean, I would read the damn thing. I wouldn't sign exactly. it That's blindly. What I, thought too. I was like, what if she put a bunch of weird shit in there? What if this Peruse is like, sign it, it just over at least your house or Scan the page, something like, and do you, I mean, I'm, and, and also I think Rachel writing the letter was tacky in the first place. Oh, don't worry. I wrote what you're going to say. Like, so I was, I thought that too, but then I was like, fuck, maybe that's how it works. I've never asked for like a, a letter of recommendation. I mean, I, I'm so guessing I if it's really somebody who's a busy is. person, you know, you know, they're busy or whatever. You're like, Hey, I already wrote it for you. You can look it over and change whatever, but I just wanted to let you know, you know, that'd be different. 
But yeah. this is some woman who's supposedly your bio mom. She's just hanging out. She's a regular old school. She has the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can do this. <clears throat> so she gets her to sign it. She signs it blindly, whatever. And Rachel turns to leave. And Shelby tells her, I'm proud of you. And I'm a bit jealous of your future that lies ahead of you. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But um, <laughs> I'm being dramatic. And Rachel decides, you know what? Why don't you write your own version of the letter? I'm like, oh, because she said she was proud of you. Is that what it took? Yeah. <laughs> Man, get into her pants and be like, I'm proud of you, Rachel. Oh, panties dropping. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Oh, my God. Daddy. <laughs> anyway, after the break, the teams are meeting up in the gym to prep for dodgeball. And Rachel tries talking to Kurt about Niata auditions, but he's not talking to her. She's getting nothing. She tells him, I miss your friendship. And Kurt says, well, you should have thought about that before you backstabbed me to get ahead. And the games begin. Um, excuse me. I said it the wrong way. The game begins. <laughs> anyway, we get a great mashup of hit me with your best shot and one way or another. And it's a great song. I love the version of the song they do. It's fun. Um, the trouble tones, are definitely more athletic overall because most of them are cheerleaders and they're just kicking new directions ass. And by the trouble tones, like they win outright and decide to celebrate by crowding around Rory and pelting him with their balls. Sounds bad. Make <laughs> <laughs> my balls. Boom. Um, anyway. And then somehow they bust his nose, even though his face was completely covered at the time. <laughs> I don't understand. He's over here like this. And then he picks his head up <laughs> and he's got a bloody nose. I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> did they hit it that hard? It just popped his like. So Kurt's like, you should, we shouldn't be doing this to each other. We shouldn't be doing this. And Santa's like, it's no big deal. And Mercedes, you can tell she isn't down with this. You can tell it on her face. She's like, I don't like how this is going. And later on at Trouble Tones rehearsal, Mercedes says their mashup should be Adele. And everyone seems to love the idea. Brittany says Adele sounds like banana cream pie when it sings. Okay. <laughs> I oh, love the Brittany, Brittany like side <laughs> shit. My favorite of all time will always be, did you know dolphins are just gay sharks? I still love that one. That was yeah. one of my favorite ones of all time. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that. Anyway, so Santana. Fondue for two. Fondue for two. Fondue for two. Uh, yeah, that never. And what was, it, what was the name of the damn cat? Oh, my God. Oh, is it Lord Tubbington or some Lord Tubbington. Was yeah. that right? <laughs> I know you've got, I mean, he's got a cocaine problem or something at one point. And, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I really need to rewatch the show. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> so, I mean, the full show. Yeah. So Santana says that she can't wait to take Finn down more. And Mercedes tells, like, cool it with that crap. And I'm, I'm the leader of the Trouble Tones. And Santana's like, um, no, no, no. No, you're not. And, San, you know, you're not my leader. And they do a makeshift vote. And, like, everybody wants Mercedes to be president. And everybody raises their hands except for Brittany, who was not impressed by her campaign. She didn't put any posters up. <laughs> And Shelby reminds them they are there to fight fair, not mean. And Mercedes says Santana is a star member and needs to act like it. And then after the weird, like, <laughs> Brittany's like, stop the violence. <laughs> I don't know where she get that from. <laughs> and she breaks Santana and she's like, fine, I'll play nice. And then we, and she says she's going to play nice, but then immediately goes out into the hallway, 
goes right up the fin and calls God, him. I'm like, what a bitch. I know. She's like, hey, Tubbs. And then she starts before she's she's going to apologize. I'm going to apologize to you. And this is what she says. Rachel was right. I haven't been fair to you. You're not fat. I should know. I slept with you. I mean, at some point, I must have liked that you look like a taco attack. Like a taco attack <laughs> that's had one too many al- alley back alley liposuctions. Oh my god, I can't even talk. <laughs> I'm gonna, you look like a taco truck that's had one too many back alley liposuctions. She then calls him Lumps the Clown before saying that the new directions are going to be crushed. He has no talent. He sings like he's getting a prostate che- checked. <laughs> And he dances like he's been asleep for years and someone just woke him up. And then she tells him to have fun riding Rachel's coattails for the rest of his life, but to watch out for her because around Hanukkah, she'll stick a stint in one of his boobs and let the fin blubber light the Hanukkah lamp for eight magical nights. Damn. (laughs) And then she walks away like her shit don't stink. And that's where Finn goes the vindictive route. And go and he goes really low with it. And he says, Hey Santana, why don't you just come out of the closet? And she just stops dead in her tracks. Her back is to her, and he just starts to read her to filth. He's like, You're only mean because you can't let yourself be yourself. And you should just go ahead and admit you're in love with Brittany. And he tells her that, you know, you know what that makes you? It makes you a coward. And she is like devastated. Because it's right there in the middle of the hall. Now, I have asked you, do you think she had it coming or should he kept his mouth shut? No, she had it fucking coming. You think she had it coming? Like, she just kept... Yeah, she was a straight up goddamn bitch to him. And I don't remember why. There was no reason. She just likes to feel uppity. She just all of a sudden zeroed in on Finn for no reason. Did he not, like, dump her after they fucked or something? Like, I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched it. Now, I don't believe he should have outed her in front of everybody. But she did deserve some form of humiliation or, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't say being out at my being out of this humiliating, not being out. That's a different thing. But it's kind of like that fuck around, found out type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And girl, well, you- I think it's OK. The context that he did it in because everybody already knew anyway. Like, it was not a secret to anybody in that school. But no one said it out loud. I mean, come on. Yeah, nobody said it out loud, but it's not like, it's not like he's called her parents. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so I think that's fine. I think she fucking deserved it. Shouldn't have been a bitch. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So after another break, we see Sue... And it's another ad of hers against Bert again. This time she's claiming he's married to a donkey... And Bert is pissed and wants Will to think up a new angle. To his, you got to think up something, Will. You're my campaign manager. I'm like, dude, you're running as a write-in vote. How is this? Anyway, I don't understand the logic. I'm like, there's no campaign. You're it's a write-in vote. There was no campaign. <laughs> so then at Shelby's, Puck is hanging around with Beth while Shelby is building a new crib, I guess. Puck confesses about Quinn's scheming and how she put a bunch of bad stuff in the apartment before calling Child Protective Services. He confirms that he got rid of a lot of the stuff, though, or most of it, and apologizes for being a part of it. He feels guilty now and says Shelby was always meant to be Beth's mother. And he says he wants to be part of Beth's life, too. And I'm like, aww. Puck's trying to be the better man. You know, good for him, I guess. No, he's not. He's trying to fuck that lady. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's trying to be the better or appear as the better man. Yeah. Yeah. 
for, yeah, he always has a reason. They don't say it, but we know. So now it's mash-off day. In the auditorium, as Will explains the rules, again, Shelby meets eyes with Quinn, who has no idea that Shelby knows the truth from Pucknell. And Mercedes tells Shelby that they got this performance in the bag. I'm like, oh, don't. Mm-mm. New Directions are up first with I Can't Go For That, Dreams Come True by Hollow Notes. And I kind of love the Oats stashes for this episode, like for this performance. Everybody has the stashes. They kind of have their, their fro, their hair's kind of froed out a little. I hated it so much. I guess I had blocked it out of my memory. I did not even remember that this was a thing. And when I was watching it, I just watched this episode earlier. I said, ooh, like 15 times out loud. And I was by myself. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I hated the, 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 the Daryl Hall costumes that look like Miami Vice. You oh know what I mean? Like the, it was fucking cringy as fuck. I was like, this why did the girls all look like over. Madonna? I have no idea. I, I didn't understand any of it. It was all fucking gross. And Quinn's over her dancing, like looking at Shelby, like, I'll do anything. I'm like, you are creeping me out. And I'm not I hope even. The writers did that on purpose. I hope they made it super cringy on purpose. If <laughs> <laughs> they did, they, they succeeded. It was. Oh, it gross. was so. It was just. It was gross. It was just fucking. The whole thing was gross. <laughs> gross. So back at school, it's debate day for class president. Bert shows up for Kurt for some reason. I don't know why his the parent, no other parents were there. <laughs> like, no, you're, you had to be his part. My son. I'm like, Oh, your son's definitely going to lose them <laughs> because they're going to be like, don't vote for that guy. He can't do anything without his dad here. <laughs> He's got a baboon heart. Did you know that? Anyway. <laughs> He's married to a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's mom's a donkey. Anyway, <laughs> that's how that conversation would have gone. You know, but no, that's not what happens. So Principal Figgins welcomes everyone to the debate and reminds them it's against school policy to pass ca- gas into jars and sell it into the cafeteria. I love his character so much. I sort of got, I think he only had like 12 lines in the whole show. But he but always I has these little him. things like, don't do this. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, then we get first up is Rick the Stick Nielsen who is running on a campaign that teachers are paid by tax dollars and we are their bosses. (laughs) No, you don't pay taxes, bitch. (laughs) So Brittany's campaign is to make tornadoes illegal. And then she pledges to go topless on Tuesdays. Big applause. (laughs) I plan to go topless on Tuesdays. Whoa. Even the girls like, yeah, awesome. Like, I don't, Kurt's stance is on obesity, but decided he's going to change his campaign to ban dodgeball at McKinley because it's a game of suppression. He calls it modern day stoning. It's violent and it's bullying. Like, eh, kind of. Or it's, you know, survival of the fittest. That's basically what it is, you know. Or just like a fun-ass game. Like yeah, I mean, like. Elementary school, we love as that. As long as people play, like, don't try to hurt you or try to humiliate you, totally fine, you know. That's yeah. But there's a fine line that people just. Don't they love to cross? They love to cross that line. So Rachel stands up to withdraw her candidacy and says, "Vote for Kurt Hummel because he he's the only one who didn't go negative with his campaign." And this is how she's trying to make it up for him. And he's just kind of like, "I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry." That kind of look on his face, <laughs> you know, like don't look at her. I mean, that kind of you know, like, "Shut up, you little bitch." Um, <laughs> you tell I've been drinking this episode. I think you can. 
anyway, um, afterwards, Rachel takes her campaign poster down in the locker, in her locker, and Kurt walks up and asks why she dropped out. And she says, well, I should have when I got the lead in the musical. But, you know, everybody, you know, she she's like telling him how awesome he is and he needs to, you know, have this credit on his resume. And they both agree they hated not being friends. And, you know, I want to go to Niata with you and, you know. And then she's like, I'll be your campaign slave. And I'm like, oh, happy ending for them this episode. Friends again. Everybody loves a friendship, right? After the break, Quinn shows up at Shelby's under the guise of bringing something for Beth. She wants an answer if she can join the Trouble Tones. But Shelby says it's not a good idea. She then tells Quinn she knows about the sabotage she's been doing. And Quinn says it's her baby. But Shelby says, no, no, no. It's about being a mother. That you come second to the child. And Quinn says, at least she didn't give her up, her baby up for money like Shelby did what, with Rachel. And then calls Shelby a cash whore. I'm like, damn! <laughs> I'm sorry, Quinn is a fucking brat. And she deserves a beat down. She really does. I mean, wow. Shelby says, I don't want you to be around Beth anymore. I don't want you. Nope, get out. And she kicks her out. So back at school. Becky runs up to Santana and Brittany in the hall and says, Coach C wants to see Santana in her office right away. Dun, dun, dun. In Sue's office, Bert and Will are both waiting when Santana arrives. Sue says, uh, I set a bad tone for this congressional campaign, and I need you to brace yourself. And she shows her a new campaign ad from another candidate, Richie the Sauce Salazar. He's got to own like a string of like pizzerias or some shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's what it sounds like. Anyway, so he made a campaign ad about Sue saying she doesn't promote traditional saying Sue Sylvester doesn't promote traditional values because she put a lesbian on her cheer squad. And there's like a rainbow heart with two crosses in it. And it says, this is the lesbian sign. Yeah. (laughs) And they show Santana's face and everything. I'm like, you can't just show a minor's face. Can you? I mean, that doesn't seem right. And they even question why Sue doesn't have a husband. Uh-oh. So we cut back to Santana, and she's already crying. And she said she can't believe this is happening. I hadn't told my parents yet. And she runs out of the office and down the hall as the last song of the episode, The Beat, starts. And it's Rumor Has It, Someone Like You by Adele, Trouble Tones mashup. Do, 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 do. And she's running down the hall. It's like, that was a perfect start to that song. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, so she's, you know, I love the performance. It's it's a great performance. It's a great song in general. It might be one of my definite top five for the whole series. The whole shebang. Yeah. Yep. For me too. Me too. Yeah. And you can see Santana has a lot on her mind the entire time in the song. She does a great job of performing act and acting at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> and because she's like, She's singing her part is the someone like you part and it, she's perfect in it. And she keeps like locking eyes with Brittany while she's singing. And there's like this, you know, this fade over to Brittany. And you're like, Oh, you see that struggle that she has. She wants to be with Brittany, but she's got to walk away from it. And then she notices Finn and Rachel and they're whispering to each other and giggling throughout their performance. And at the end, she jumps off the stage and goes right up to Finn. Like, what did you just say to Rachel? And he's like, I just said how great you were. And she's like, I don't believe you. No, you're lying. And Rachel's like, no, she, he really just said that. 
And she goes, did you tell her too? Because now everyone's going to know about me now. And Finn's like, the whole school already knew. She was like, I don't mean just the school. I mean everyone. And Finn's like, what are you talking about? Before he even gets the final word out of his mouth, she rears back and <laughs> smacks the living shit out of his yeah, face. And you can hear it. <laughs> You're like, everybody's surprised. You're like, oh, crap. And that's the end of the episode. And it just kind of gives me chills thinking about it. Like, she goes, bam, smack the fuck out of his face. She like, <laughs> like, shit. And that's how they end it. I love that ending. I do too. I do too. I thought that was really good. I thought that worked perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I wish they could see us, but it will. Um, so what do we think, Gleeks? Should Santana get in trouble for the slap? I mean, it was violence at school, no matter, you know, no matter how deserved it may or may not have been, you know. Um, this Does is- this happen during school hours or is this after? Well, I guess it still counts if you're on school property. And it's a school event. I mean, it's a, it's it's a club a event. Yeah, okay, my bad. Don't listen to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Don't get smacked. You know, just don't out people. You won't get smacked. That'll be a good thing. Just general rule, just don't do it. Even if it is deserved, it. I don't think it is to be out them. Maybe humiliate them in a different way, but I don't know about outing them. But that's different. That's really personal, you know. Um... Yeah, so reach out to Kara or Ryan, you know, if he pops back on at some point. <laughs> He's eating pizza in the kitchen, right? You can find them on socials at Drunk Theory or their website, drunktheory.com. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and make sure to join us next week for a Season 4 episode, Episode 1, The New Rachel. Ooh. Bye! <laughs> oh, what are you drinking? Ah. Some yingling. Yingling. Yeah. They just call it in lo- they just call it lager in Pennsylvania. If you say yingling, they'll know you're not from there. I'm like, okay, well I'm not from here, so not I don't, from <laughs> don't really care if they know I'm not from here. Oh the horror. I'm not, I'm not talking to me. You know, down there on uh two two sixty two and 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 Magellane. What? Yeah. I don't I'm not from here. <laughs> Well, I'm drinking Jim Beam. Woohoo. Doing shots of it or just like on the rocks? Shots, buddy. Oh, Lord. I'm on like number six or seven. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) Good luck to that. Mm. Feel the burn. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) That was like a sip of a shot. I've never even seen anybody take a shot like that. I I always have to do it in two. I just can't do the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, I, I get it fucking always. done. <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, it's like when I take a Jaeger shot. I don't do Jaeger bombs. I don't like that, but I'll take a shot oh, of Jaeger. I, like Jaeger bombs. I, I do have to like chase it with a beer, but I don't like mixing the Jaeger in with the beer. I don't like, I have to have, use the beer as like kind of like a palate cleanser, you know, after I take a shot. I will get toe up on some Jaeger. Ugh. God, that shit. I mean, it'll get you fucked up, but that shit is so gross. <laughs> it really is licorice. It's the licorice taste. It's like, you know. Oh, my God. It's the worst fucking thing ever.
Mm. Oh, you know what's really good? I'll tell you this. We, it's called a birthday cake shot or or chocolate cake shot, whatever you want to call it. You get, a, you know, some Frangelico, get a, a shot of Frangelico. And you instead of salt, you do sugar. And instead of lime, you do a lemon. It's basically the same thing. You, what was it? Lick the sugar, take the shot, suck the lemon or whatever. It's one of those things. Yeah, but when you, yeah. after you suck the lemon at the end, like everything comes together and it tastes like chocolate cake in your mouth. Oh, that's weird. It is. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's really strange to do it, but try that. Frangelico, sugar, and lemon. So it's really easy. It's really good to do at your birthday, you know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice little celebratory thing. And that's Dustin's drinking tip of the day. There you go. <laughs> uh <laughs>